Off the ball. Somebody says this is bizarre radio. Ice cream on a pancake. Tuna. <laughs> He's brought shame to the whole town, village where he lives. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. I'm delighted to say Graham Hunter is with us this morning. Graham, good morning to you. Morning, gentlemen. We're getting a little bit excited about Cavaradonna, so we may as well start there. Um, you've seen a good bit of Napoli this year, I think. Uh, how good is this kid? Yeah, listen, I think when you're talking about a team which hasn't won Serie A for a couple of generations, and they're about to, bookies have paid off on them already. And if you look across their team, Chair, um, there aren't that many outright standout players except for this Georgian uh, um I interviewed uh, Gio Simeone recently, their striker who's been so prolific, Gio Simeone's son, who's been prolific in the Champions League, scored against Liverpool, uh, Reds fans will remember. And he talked about um, the precision of delivery um, from, from Kvica and that if you make a run, you'll get the ball. Um, he's a guy who has traditionally for Napoli played on the left, He's predominantly right-footed, but one of the <clears throat> beautiful things is that in this modern idea of the inverted winger who comes off his wing onto his better foot, uh, Kvica can also really use his left foot. So if you watch him in the dribble, so I didn't catch all of what you were saying before. Um, it was riveting, Graham. Absolutely riveting. The, the, but the boy, the boy's stunning. That so I caught the end of you saying. You know, go, go and watch his assist on it. Go and get a ticket to watch Napoli if you possibly can, wherever they're playing. You missed that because Ger has actually invited the three of us to go to watch a Napoli in the Champions League. Well, so I, I have a Johnny, 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 listen, be really, really careful now about invited or we'll pay for you. Well, this, you this was also clarified. It was the former. Your, your inner Trust. journalist coming out there, Graham. It's friendly advice. Just try to pin him down before you travel, if it's possible. <laughs> the, the, the reason to go see him is that he does everything. He's their principal penalty taker. He takes set plays. He takes the corners. Um, on the counter-attack, he's absolutely dazzling because he's got a good dribble and, and he'll use both feet then. But if he's asked, and this is the thing that I really like about the, his, how he differs from, say, Rafinha, who we'll go on to talk about, who's one-footed. You saw it at Leeds. It's still the case at, at Barcelona. Whereas if Kvitscha is asked to go on to go outside of fullback onto his left back, he's got a nice little dink to cross in general. That There is no question that his right foot is the powerful one. But also, Napoli, particularly under this coach, like the idea that became... I mean, maybe it's been used for generations, but I watched Pep Guardiola talk about overload one side and then a quick switch to the other side and see if the team's exposed. And this Georgian winger has, is very, very good at drawing a magnet of players towards him, stopping and then smashing the ball full across the pitch onto a teammate's, particularly the overlapping right back, onto a teammate's foot. So um, watching him at this age, it, it isn't simply that he's he's a talent. To be uh, this complete in all the facets of his play at 22 is is something pretty special. It's just we don't often at the end of these little segments talk about how just how enjoyable it is to watch him. Great. Am I wrong on this now? But when he was with Kazan, did the Russian invasion sort of accelerate a move away from Russian football or, or am I off the charts here? 
No, I think that um, there are a lot of clubs where Chiganov um, is, is at Girona now from Dinamo Kiev, and there are a lot of players, I think, who are benefiting their clubs by, by going for decent fees. If I was to talk about Kvitsa's motivation for, for leaving, it would be unfair to me. When you're talking about a war situation, I don't know his mentality about that. And, I, and, and you know, it would be unfair to me to comment it. But if you look at the clubs um, over there, there there's um, definitely a, um, a need to cash in on assets now. And unfortunately, asset stripping will continue, I think. Um, the success that Napoli are having at the moment, we, we'd love to see it be sustainable. We'd love to see them keep that team together, but that's not really how football works. So, what's your what's your instinct about how how long the lifespan of this might be? I think one of the principal things would be about wages, because if you've been and, and I think you guys have, if you've been in and around Naples as a city when the football team is exciting or successful. It's you feel like you're the king of all you survey. I remember um, talking to Pocho Lavezzi, um, ex-PSG, Argentine international player, who talked about Napoli, whereby you know he lived in a, in a house that led the garden down to the Mediterranean, and people would charter boats to come and sit at the bottom of his garden. Like I mean, a fleet of boats would come just because he was an adored Napoli player, and he went out to buy shoes one day. And totally unannounced, hadn't been nicking around town, but got into the, the shoe shop, shoe, shoe boutique, sorry, not shop, what am I thinking of? And he said, within about 10 minutes, a mob, had, word had spread, a mob had gathered, and, and it was impossible for him to, to leave the, the shoe boutique because of the, the doting masses who were out there, and the cops had to be called. Now, for some players, <clears throat> that can be asphyxiating, but when they win this title, Right across the world, there'll be focus upon you. You'll be feted in that city. You'll never have to buy another shoe or a drink or a pizza or whatever. And while I don't quite think that Napoli have it to win the Champions League this season, um, I think that after last night's result, or Tuesday's, was it Tuesday's result? I think they're going through. Um, uh, So to be powerful in Europe... To be a tight-knit unit, to be adored, the title win will have a huge effect on these footballers. And therefore, it'll be about, and I don't know that Napoli need to cash in maybe more than once, it'll be about other clubs being able to pay them better wages. And I suspect that if there's a will from Napoli's owners to keep the majority of these players, if there is, then for another season, we might see this block kept together again because they will feel like they are gods from heaven by the end of this season. Well, that'll be really exciting as a, as a football project. Um, you mentioned the, the potential for them to win. The Real Madrid performance the other night has been one of the standout performances that we've seen from them. We were talking in the aftermath of them winning the World Club Championship that the league form hadn't been great, but yet, you know, this is the competition they come alive in and lo and behold, 2-0 down at Anfield is the moment they all felt alive. Um, that was as good a performance we've seen from them and yet there's still room for, for improvement yeah is there? Well, maybe if the goalkeeper doesn't throw it out to the opposition for a, one mistake a 2-0 lead last season. I think that's, that's a one mistake night and he explained it quite nicely because Courtois had it in his mind that he wanted to move the ball into his right 
he said that Salah stopped, so he thought he had time, and then his knobbly knee got in the way. Yeah, look, I think when we talked about after the World Championship, I, I said, play the Jaws, th- play the Jaws theme, because they're coming. And I said that not because I'm prescient, but because you learn to trust Carlo Ancelotti. Ancelotti tells us so much that's exactly a snapshot of what's happening on the training ground. He'll tell you who's in form, he'll tell you who he likes, he'll tell you, he'll tell you exactly who's maybe needs to follow his orders a bit more closely. He'll tell you players' positions. So, it was, for example, Kamavinga was deputising for Mondi at the back, playing very, very well. This 20-year-old World Cup finalist who's abundantly talented. And he said, no, 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 no. I'll put Alaba back there instead of Alaba at left centre-back um, because Kamavinga, when he's fit, is my pivot. Now, Chomeni is out at the moment, but Chomeni's been the pivot. Mm. So to say I'll have Kamavinga back in midfield would have been the standard answer by any manager. And, and, and Chilotti went, no, he's my pivot. And that's where he played against Liverpool. And when Ancelotti saw that Liverpool's willingness and physical ability to play very high um, meant that Modric and Valverde were too uh, deep and too wide of Kamavinga, he adjusted that, made them play inside tight to him, so they were really tight three. As Vinicius and Rodrigo dropped back to make it a, a five when they were defending. And Kamavinga shot on um, eventually, having looked a little bit exposed in those first, first 15 minutes because of the manager's tactics. But the thing about Ancelotti is he's been saying for, I would say, three and a half weeks now, we're, 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 we're coming, we're fit. Were powerful. It's to do with Antonio Pintus, the fitness trainer. They, they during the World Cup they looked at the schedule once the, the La Liga and European and the Worlds all recommenced. They knew, and, and again Ancelotti said this to us in a press conference: we will have no days off, no rest between January and April. So what they did was for anybody who was left behind, which was few, and then those who came back gradually. Antonio Pintus, the Italian fitness trainer who's been tied to Ancelotti since his Chelsea days, um, w- w- they, they worked them. They worked them so hard. that And they and again, Ancelotti announced there will be a drop. We, we will look um, sluggish and tired. And in the Spanish Super Cup final against Barcelona, Xavi knew that. They went after Madrid. Madrid couldn't cope with the press. And they were taken apart 3-1. And from the moment that Ancelotti believed that he could see that the fitness process had, had dug in and that tiredness was decreasing and that the stamina and the resilience was on the rise, he said, we're on the march. And he has been. Don't get me wrong, if you'd asked me pre-match, will they go two down and then score five? Mm. I wouldn't be able to predict that for a second. But I've been saying for a few weeks now, look out, Real Madrid are coming. We saw that at Anfield. And another thing that for my taste, hasn't been commented on enough, was they were, as a group, the subs on the bench, the manager, the players on the pitch, were completely unflustered to be 2-0 down. That comes through Ancelotti as well. It's like, so he's, he's a pensioner next year, Graeme. Um, must be the coolest dude in football at this stage, the way he's able to handle. this. Is, I'm just looking up, this is his 12th managerial role, if you include Italy as an assistant, when it started. Um, and he still has a cigar in his mouth. And some of his key players are veterans themselves. And as you mentioned, you look at the body language, even of Man City last night at the end, look at the body language of Liverpool and look at the body language of Real Madrid's bench. Yeah, Tony, it's it's a magic cocktail, isn't it? 
if you're Ancelotti and your premium skill is managing a group and being the player whisperer, he got his tactics right and he stuck to them on Tuesday, irrespective of being initially buffeted by a tempest. Now, he retouched them, but he said, you know, they'd watched the Newcastle game and I thought it was fascinating to hear Klopp. I mean, Johnny, I'll come back to what you said. Klopp pre-match said, I wish Newcastle had kept 11 on the pitch because we dropped our intensity. Klopp knew, as I suspect Ancelotti and his scouts knew, that Liverpool were on the rise, but not yet complete. Their, their Gakpo is very young and inexperienced. There's Basetovic, uh, Basetic, uh, young and inexperienced. Henderson a little bit lacking in, in energy. The two fullbacks, unrecognisable from the players who would bomb up and down and cause havoc. And on and on and on. And Ancelotti went, I bet that we're that we will that we'll have more intensity and that we will last longer than them. If we weather whatever storm it is, then we'll be fine. So we'll play three up. Now those Rodrigo and Vinicius worked both midfield and attack, but instead of going four midfielders, you went three up, four, three, three, whenever possible. And it worked. So the magic cocktail I'm talking about is that Ancelotti is is tactically astute, but he is in none of his positions best known for supreme tactical acuity. It's about taking a group of footballers who are brilliant, where there are massive egos, potentially different interest groups, certainly different um, ages, different nationalities, and making them a whole, blending them. So for him, the, the fact that he is so extraordinary at getting players, to not just to give their best, but to give extra for him, the relationships he builds, right across, and not just now, are genuinely extraordinary, and some of that came out to Anfield. He did. He knew which players he didn't have to worry about. He knew which players he had to talk through the experience a little bit. But also, if, if when you when these players finally in autobiographies or long retrospectives tell the story of their careers and talk about Anfield, they will talk about not letting him down. There's a really good book in. Uh, part of his book, Quiet Management, uh, joining with John Terry talks about working for Ancelotti. He said, it's rare that I've seen one man who can lift the entire group and get them to run through walls for him. It, Terry also said, it's rare that I've seen so many players who, who will not will play when they shouldn't be. They'll take an injection to play when they shouldn't be and they'll do it for Carlo. Now, I think we all grew up with more of that type, man-managers, who had a coach next to them who did the, the daily training and were tactically acute. But but that that figure of Ancelotti, the one that can communicate with the, the multimillionaires and make them want more, that's very precious. And I think it's the key element of what's happening at Madrid right now. I don't know if you heard you on Saturday. I thought Kevin Doyle is fascinating where he just feels that the Liverpool players are just tired of the same message for so long. And obviously their energy is gone, but um, it, it's, this collapse is just, I can't get my head around it. Yeah, I don't know. Is it just tired of the same message? I think it's like a. I look physically tired as well. Multifactorial. Yeah. Like the injuries took away a bit of the confidence, and then the the drop in form of some players, the age profile of, of others, that hollowed out. There's, there's no midfielders at the peak of their powers at the moment. And we look at Salah and Henderson compared to, say, Modric and Benzema, who are a lot older than them. Salah and Benderson and Henderson have just, they've dropped off. Their legs are not what they were. It would seem to me. Yes, I'd love to see the stats on the. Um, John, it's a team. It's, a, it's a, across what's happened prior to the Real Madrid match. You know, I, I think that the, the the drop off has been far more precarious, far more worrying than what when it happened on Tuesday. Tuesday's a blip. 
You've got um, Vicetic, um, who's 18 and has no experience of that whatsoever. Gakpo might have scored a couple of goals, but he's completely new to the club. Van Dijk is only just finding form and fitness again. They're still badly missing Diaz. Last season, went to the Champions League final. It's a hard fact that Villarreal, who at the moment are struggling to qualify for Europe, and who at that stage were, were very much not expected to get that far. It took Liverpool a long time to shake Villarreal off. So we, are, we aren't... Listen, I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't listen to the Saturday interview, and I'm not in any way opposing it. But I, if just because the you know the snowdrops have been trampled upon doesn't mean that spring isn't coming at Liverpool. They had if you watched the Newcastle game, you know once they were two 0 and both of those goals were kind of thrown at them and then Pope gets sent off. There was a dip that Klopp was right. I watched the entire match. There was a dip of just that aggression and intensity. And at the moment they're they're being rebuilt. They're already. We don't need to call them a squad in transition by the summer. It's happening now. That there was the trouble about you know are the owners staying or going? There's been a massive revamp in in the department, which has been their engine about how they buy and sell. There's huge transition going on there that affects the players' belief, their mentality, and 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 if so, if some of them, like you pointed out, are a little tired of the or it's just the same old message from club. Yeah, maybe, but it's it was fascinating again to take it back to Ancelotti and his book. Um, Preparisca la Copa when he left Real Madrid the first time he was on the list for Liverpool and he said I, I was flattered but not disappointed when I lost out to Klopp so back then when Klopp took over Ancelotti wrote with him they'll be successful so this is at the beginning of Klopp's reign at, at, at Liverpool he said and with them it won't be looking at whether the system is right it's, it will be looking at whether that intensity of how we played at Dortmund can last two seasons or three seasons, and and then how do you maintain it or renew it? Yeah. So it's quite perspicacious written as Klopp moved from Dortmund to Liverpool. I think what we're seeing now, the, the little miracle is that it's lasted this long. Can I ask you about Manchester City last night then and um, what your assessment was of, of their performance? We've obviously talked about the handball at the end, but notwithstanding that, you know... Uh, what 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 is an, uh, a level of expectation for the performance and the integration of Haaland in these games, and also for just the style of City at the moment in these matches away from home, where they're supposed to be dominant and they just can't quite reach the same levels that we've seen them do in the Premier League? Are we expecting too much from them? I was at Leipzig um, twice this season, home and away against Real Madrid. They beat Real Madrid and, and were pretty handy in the second leg, and in the first leg. It took an extraordinary performance in the last 20 minutes for Real to beat them. And in my opinion, please believe me, this is not either partisan or lazy, but my opinion is, is, Pep's, is Pep's opinion. They have a, a squad whereby for some months now, there have there's been a disparity between what Pep wants them to be like, what they are often like in recent seasons, and how they're actually playing. My opinion is that it was that it filtered out around the training ground at the end of the World Cup that Pep was very strongly considering taking the Brazil job. He didn't. He renewed. But I think that that can rub an edge of people's respect and hunger. I'll tell you. How can I phrase this carefully and not get in trouble? There, there are a group of 
players at City who feel a little bit as if there are two or three favourites, two or three pet favourites. It's the first time in that dressing room where I've felt that there are a few players who kind of look up at their boss and think, I'm not getting a fair rub of the green here. And I think that was associated with the fact that in his head, Pep was turning over and over and over again, do I stay or do I take the Brazil job? Now, I think small things like that lead us back. I think this has been quite a holistic conversation. Small things like that lead us back to the way that Ancelotti keeps a squad for a, a significant amount of time in the palm of his hand. And then when they get tired, he moves on. He moves much more quickly. You know, his periods at clubs tend to be, you know, two years, three years. And, and, and at City last night, I, I watched a side which is looking for its patterns of play again a side which has been on the road a lot recently, a side which tired in the second half, a side where Leipzig got a telling, a really strong telling, to play higher up the pitch, to press. To, there was a correspondence between how Leipzig played second half against City to how Manchester United played at Camp Nou. Get on them, don't give them time to think, pressurise them into mistakes, and then when they make the mistakes, power at the goal. Leipzig up the gears, Manchester City didn't have a response and therefore overall the fact that they were in the game came strong in the last 15 minutes it's anecdotal, they should have had a penalty That would, like you say, that wouldn't have changed the pattern of the way in which from first half domination where they didn't well, kill the changed the pattern of my bank account in fairness but anyway <laughs> I had 3-0, did you? I had back Man City to win the game, but I, I agree. The only thing is, Graham, when, when it was one all, Man City then started to completely reassert. So I get what you're saying. Leipzig were far better in the second half. But like, how much was that City just like, I, I, what frustrated me was Pep did nothing to change what was clearly a, a pattern of, of, of their dominance being way, on the way in the second half. Except that, you know, right, I, I don't want, I can't explain why I made no subs. Don't know. He said he thought everything was fine. By the last 15 minutes, I thought they were right back in it again. I thought that they, they took a you know a flurry of blows to the chin for about half an hour. And then his idea to keep everybody on, well, odd, I'll, I'll grant you. I don't think that lost them the game. I think that you know finishing or a better penultimate or pre-penultimate pass in the first half made a big difference, in my opinion. I think they could have defended 2-0, 3-0. Uh, I... I my opinion, Johnny, about where your money went is that, you know, their best suit and their best shirt is a little bit wrinkled and they're engaged in ironing right now. And if, for my opinion, it will click. And the, the Harland, you could be body language, super annoyed and sulky about when he gets the ball. And when the team's not playing well, when he's not scoring... The fact that he cannot do what he did at Dortmund, which is drop back into midfield, demand the ball, instantly be given it. It's a factor I first saw when I was, um, when, when Larson, Henrik Larson changed teams from Celtic to Barcelona and came to Barcelona expecting that when he moved, like at Celtic, he'd be given the ball because I'm Henrik and I resolve games. And Haaland, when things aren't clicking, is like, well, just, I'm here, drop, give me the ball and I'll run. And, and, and he was back in the Bundesliga effectively last night. And that's not permitted. That's not how players give you the ball at Manchester City. So there was a disconnect. And, and the less Howland got the ball, the more he dropped into positions. Just give me it and I'll sort this out. Now, that's for the coach to work out on the training ground. I wish I knew what Pep Guardiola said to them all at the end when he when he did a, who was your Phil Brown or whatever it was at Hull. Times are a little bit odd. Times are a little bit odd. I still think they'll be England's champions. 
And if they if they click, they're in the running to be European champions too. Yeah, it's definitely definitely difficult for them. And I think Haaland was also feeling um, he he had Guardiola in his head, whereas I I can't drop this far back because I'm I'm going to get chastised here. So he was sort of uh, in between a rock and a hard place, but he certainly wasn't getting the ball. Um, Look, we're almost completely out of time. I, 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 I the. The game tonight for Barcelona, they've got bigger fish to fry, right? The the league is the be-all and end-all. If Xavi wins the league this year, then it's his arrival as a manager who's won La Liga. Yeah. This match is still important along the way. Is it possible that he can give the 145% they need to? No, I'll ask them to. I'll ask them. You're right about what you've said, but this this bears no real relationship to the title race. They're away to Almeria at the weekend. They should win. Um, they'll have Gavi back. Um, Ferran Torres they'll play 4-3-3 at the weekend Ferran Torres will start you're right in in what their priorities are Jared but do not believe that they'll think secretly tonight listen if we go out it doesn't matter it does they will treat it as horror if they go out how they go through I'd like you boys to phone me after the show and tell me it's all to get it's odds against it. You look confused there, Jar. I'm saying that miracles happen in football. Barcelona are not rotten, but just about everything that could be piled against them is piled against nope. them tonight. I'm unsure about how they win. So no you think, think Manchester United are going to go through? Tonight, I do. I think that what we saw last week with with um, Pedri and Gabi and the teams until Pedri injured, Manchester United so relentless. I thought it was Manchester United's best performance of the season. They were so relentless in asking players, can you think and pass and move at twice or three times the speed you're asked to do in La Liga? And across two thirds of the game, the answer was no. And it should be like that again tonight. And Lewandowski won't go sprinting away and score a breakaway goal. So how does it happen? I'm not sure. There'll be a better back four for Barcelona. I think United might be asked a little bit more questions in, in the space that they're given. But boy, I see it as extremely difficult for Barcelona, Joe. All right. Should be a great game. Graham, thanks a million. Cheers, lads. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. 